By 2021, there were over 25 million Australians. And in the 2016 census, about 61% of them identified as Christian. And the funny thing is that in the 2017 marriage equality plebiscite, that was about the same percentage of people who voted yes. And if you look at the data, it does seem like Australians didn't have a problem with gay people marrying for about seven years prior to that. So why did it take so long for the laws to change? Now, Australian Christian Lobby, it's a clever label. It sounds like it's representative of all Christians. But do they really represent the views of Christians in Australia? Let's follow the data. And let's follow the money. And see what we can find. The interconnected web between the Australian Christian Lobby the people who fund them, and Australia's conservative politicians is important. Because the anti-LGBT agenda they drive has real negative impacts on people's lives. The ACL's website states they desire a compassionate, just and moral society. But the group's actions betray a far narrower focus on sex and gender. In 2012, Melbourne radio station Joy FM analysed six months' worth of ACL media releases to show an extraordinarily narrow focus, literally 99% of their posts were on LGBTQI issues. Well, Lyle, what are your reasons for voting no? Well, look, there's millions of Australians who will always believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. We believe that's uh, important, that every child should have the right to their mum and dad. That was Lyle Shelton, Managing Director of the ACL at the time. But since 2017, marriage equality in Australia is now legal. Celebrations erupted in Parliament House when it passed. With marriage equality now firmly enshrined in law, The focus of ACL and the conservative Christian politicians has moved to trying to change laws to allow religious discrimination against LGBTQI people and ramping up their campaign targeting gay and trans folk, particularly young trans people still at school. In 2016, I discovered the ACL were part of a Stop Safe Schools coalition. This was a campaign protesting government funding of a program called Safe Schools aimed at reducing bullying of LGBTQI students. In March 2018, in Australian Federal Parliament, MP George Christensen used parliamentary privilege to claim links between the Safe Schools program and pedophilia. If someone proposed exposing a child to this material, the parents would probably call the police because it would sound a lot like grooming work that a sexual predator might undertake. By April, the New South Wales government had caved into pressure and pulled the plug on safe schools. In today's world, you and I are encouraged to explore many new kinds of representations, but some are less acceptable than others. If you're trans, you'll know that trans folk are pretty sensitive to this. How we present can make all the difference between employment or not, and our acceptance into community. And for some trans people, getting the balance right is a life and death discussion. There's a lot of good reasons why you'd want to blend into the pack and not stand out. At the start of this project's journey, I only had one question. 
When it comes to understanding groups like the ACL and their impact, how are we using data to tell our stories? But if this project has shown me anything, it's not about the data at all. It's not about opinion polls. And it's an issue that cuts right to the heart of our society. It raises a bigger question in my mind. How well equipped are we to handle real diversity? The marriage equality debate was not based on logic or democracy. There's raw emotion and fear on both sides. And there's considerable distrust. When I started this project, I thought I could just focus on just one organisation. But it's become clear to me that the real story here is in the network itself. It's not about one organisation or any one political group. It's really about how Christian fundamentalism is enmeshed within the political system. Thanks to social media networks like LinkedIn, I've learnt that I'm rarely more than two connections apart from anyone mentioned in this podcast. In the technology, finance and charity space, the links are even closer. These people aren't monsters or shady operators in another dimension. They're part of our interconnected social fabric. There may never be any middle ground with the ACL, but it doesn't make sense to simply dismiss its members as crazy. You may not agree with their views, but you have to admire how this one lobby group has managed to manoeuvre itself into an apparently powerful position in the full glare of our supposedly ever-vigilant news media. These are powerful players in our democracy. Join me in the next episode where we will uncover some of the tactics the Australian Christian Lobby uses to spread their power and influence. Next time on A Clever Label. Paul Wallace served as chaplain to the Lachlan Macquarie Institute's internship program. He posted the following on his website. Every state and territory parliament in Australia is now served by at least one alumnus of the Lachlan Macquarie Institute. You have been listening to A Clever Label, a podcast where we explore the hidden influence of the Australian Christian Lobby on Australian politics. Join us as we continue to follow the clues and explore the links revealed with this secretive but powerful organisation. To stay up to date with the latest information about the project, you can follow us on Twitter at A Clever Label. The link is in the description. The VR version of this documentary, where you can take a deep dive into all the connections, can be downloaded to desktop VR systems for free from Steam. We currently do not support Facebook, so you won't find us on the Oculus Store. If you would like to support this project and our work, please consider making a donation through our Documentary Australia Foundation page. Use the short code is.gd forward slash a clever label.